Hello, and welcome back to The Room Above the Attic, a true crime podcast where I describe horrendous crimes and murders to my father. And I am her father. Welcome back. Um, it has been a while. It's been a little... We, we had a little bit of a hiatus. And yeah. we're uh, glad to be back. Um, and uh, I guess we're about to see why we had a hiatus. Oh, yeah. I was in Europe for nine days. That's, That's why right. we had a hiatus. She, she took a little trip yeah. on her favorite rocket ship. It was more than relaxing. <laughs> it was it was a good little break. Well, good. Yeah. Um, I went to London and France. Um, different parts of France and stuff. So that was fun. It was a trip of a lifetime. I have never even left this country. Yeah, wait until we do our world tour, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> That'll be awesome. I know. We. I want to go to Scotland and Ireland. Those I would love that. still on my bucket list. Yeah. Um, and maybe spend a little more time in London, because I enjoyed that. Right. Um, France was good, too. Mm-hmm. Although, I feel like it's like once you've seen it, you've seen it. And with London, there's like so much more to explore because I didn't really get to go into like Westminster Westminster okay West oh no, West Westminster <laughs> yeah um what he said uh-huh. I didn't really get to go into that too much because I felt kind of rushed with my time but I'd like to explore that more mm-hmm. um I know a lot of people actually did get to go but I went to Nando's instead <laughs> which Disclaimer, I don't regret that at all. Nando's was freaking amazing, and I wish they had So what here. is Nando's? It is a South African chicken restaurant. So you traveled to England to eat South African food. Yeah, but it was really good. Um, <laughs> well, good. I guess it was worth yeah. it then. Um, it, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but it's like spicy like uh-huh. you I got mild and it wasn't it was okay it wasn't as spicy as I would have liked it so ooh, you can also buy their peri peri spicy sauces hot sauce on but you didn't mine oh no. but you could buy it and get it to your yeah because they have it in like West Virginia and stuff they just don't have it where we are oh they have those restaurants yeah in, in America yeah huh. okay all right um, so yeah. Um, today's show, since, um, we have been off, is going to be about your, what you experienced on your trip, I believe. Uh, actually, I'm going to surprise you. Ooh, Um, what? And we can, like, if you guys want me to talk about my trip and stuff and all the things I saw, I can, definitely. (laughs) But I actually, um was watching Drunk History on the plane ride. (laughs) (laughs) It was a long plane ride, so... You know, I'm not sure how accurate Drunk History is, because... Well, that's why I researched it. They're (laughs) drunk? Yeah, I researched it, because this was intriguing to me. Okay. So I researched it, and I was like... That's how we find stories. Listen, we don't just, you know, go around and pick the first thing that comes up. 
we've picked stories that we think are cool or, or interesting. Yeah, or, this one's you know, definitely catch our eye. So, okay. Yeah. So, so you have an actual case. Yes, I do. Oh wow! Um, I, you did fake me out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, this one is crazy. You might remember it um, from Drunk History. Like I said, I had a lot of free time mm-hmm. <laughs> on the plane right there. Okay. So I. So you researched a story. On the plane. Basically, yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, you really did fake me out. Okay. I, yeah. All right. I'm the queen at faking people out. <laughs> yes, you are. Okay. So, um, we're going to investigate Elmer McCurdy. Elmer McCurdy. Now, that name does sound familiar to me. You'll, it's a pretty famous story, I think. Is this so, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy? No. It isn't. I can't remember his He's name. He's not. Okay, but I mean, he isn't the guy that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre originated from. Mm-mm. Okay, okay. Nope. Well, then good. I I don't know if I do know anything okay. about this then. Um. So he was. It, we're going back to the West, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow, wow, West. Yep. Um. He, Darn it, we we just can't get away from the Wild West. I know. This has become a Wild West podcast. Yes. Which is okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, take it or leave it. Um, in the future, maybe I'll do something that isn't Wild West, but I feel like so much of that territory hasn't been explored by true crime. So, you know like what? True that's crime true. Podcasts. I mean, we do kind of, yeah. That's so, true. Mm-hmm. This one. Um, Elmer McCurdy, though. That sounds yeah. familiar. You'll so probably, I'm a when, interested. when I get to I'm the. I'm a little interested like, to see. Um, like the real beef and bones of what happened to him, uh-huh. you'll probably be like, okay, I know who this guy is. Okay. But, so let's hear it. Um, he was an outlaw. McCurdy was an outlaw who didn't see fame. Wait a minute. So McCurdy was an outlaw. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like a preacher or a fine outstanding <laughs> citizen. No, not. Have you noticed how there's a, there's a um, theme with our Wild West people that have done bad things they're never good people <laughs> yeah they're they never, never start out good they're no. always outlaws maybe i can find one where they start off like a of course i don't know i mean you know sometimes you do see the stories yeah he was a great neighbor he i would never have thought but with the wild west stories they're always it's, like, it's an outlaw you know yeah you're like we knew who this guy was yeah he was like, a bad guy the yeah. whole time <laughs> yeah okay. it's more clean cut <laughs> yes yes um so mccurdy wouldn't actually catch fame as an outlaw until 1976 1976 yeah How, so that was like a long after he was dead yeah wow a long time after like okay. seven decades i think wow yeah okay so um he was born on january 1st of 1880 okay. in a small town of washington um, which is in Maine. Washington, Maine. Yeah. Boy, because there's Washington State. Washington. Then there's Washington, D.C. But none of those are true or correct in this story. No, it's We are in Washington, Washington Maine. Maine. Okay. Yes. All right. That's a place I'd love to go to. It Maine. Too is Maine. Ooh, Maine. You know, yeah, Massachusetts, you go to, like, uh, Maine. the East Coast. Yeah. Rhode Maine. Island seems like it'd be fun. 
Yeah, yeah, the eastern seaboard. We really haven't discovered that part no, yet. No, I got like a scratch off map that you guys gave me for Christmas, mm-hmm. and I've noticed all the states. Like I've visited most on the west coast, but the east coast is completely we back east. black still. Yeah, we haven't gone east. We we need to go east. Yeah. Go east, young man. Okay, go for it, <laughs> young lady. I should say. Young lady. <laughs> um. Okay, so he Elmer. Uh, as Elmer started to grow up, he became an unruly and rebellious teenager, as most teenagers become. Right. But, um, again, this is about the theme, like there, some of our other Western people Right. Have was it, like, Boonhelm who was really bad as a teenager? I, I think Boonhelm was who I'm thinking about, who, you know, who, he, who was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Not only was he unruly and rebellious, he also started to drink heavily mm-hmm. as a teenager, um, and that would stick with him for the rest of his life. So he was an alcoholic from his teen years until the day he died. Right. Um, so, and that became a problem for him later on, his alcoholism and stuff. Um, Later on, or yeah. pretty much the whole time. <laughs> well, the whole time, but <laughs> no, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Especially when he tried to grow up and get jobs. Right. This um, is just this is just a a public service announcement. Don't drink too much. If no. you're drinking more than two or three things a day, it's too much. Yeah. Pretty much. Like you know, I'm not gonna choose to say that for everybody, but. You know, two or three drinks a day is too much. Yeah. Some would say two or three drinks um, in a week and, and you're done. Yeah. But, you know, but to each his own. I'm not going to... To gonna... be honest with you, I had maybe more than one or two um, in that nine-day span. But actually, surprisingly, the wine over there doesn't really get you drunk because, I like... There's something about the tannins or something yeah. they don't use certain tannins or something in their alcohol so yeah so it doesn't affect you like our alcohol does right Mm. which is probably good or else that plane ride home would have been less than stellar on my part (laughs) yes yes um actually wine over there tastes different like because it doesn't have the stuff may i ask how the heck do you know how wine over here tastes ask your mother. <laughs> Ask my mother? She's Your a grandmother? Wine Our grandparents Grandma. grandparents are wine drinkers. Mom, how dare you? This this <laughs> is a direct to this. <laughs> this is a direct message to my mother. Stop it. Alright? Stop it. She's gonna club me with her purse. Yes. You understand? <laughs> I can't believe that my own mother has been a bad influence on you. You know, she has those boxes of wine at her house. <laughs> she likes the boxes. It's true. And but my other grandparents have like stashes of bottles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, let's let's keep going on this. Uh, um, what's this guy's name? McCurdy. Elmer. McCurdy. Elmer McCurdy. Right. Okay. So let's let's, stop let's this keep wild talking tangent. about wild tangent. Okay. Um. So, like I said alcoholic um after um he grew up mm-hmm. he became an apprentice to a plumber um and 
to a plumber? Yeah, he was a plumber for what a while. What year is this? Because um, running water in places really... It's the... You're thinking Old West, you're not thinking plumbing. Well, it's like the like late the, the 1800s. Turn of the, century, the turn of the century is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, like, we're talking about 1898. Oh, okay. And stuff, so, like... The, so, it's the beginning of plumbing. Yeah, it's yeah. like the very tail in end America, of the Wild anyway. West, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so he became a plumber, and he was actually able to make a living off of the... Cur- like, uh, he was able to live comfortably and profitably well, sure. off of being a plumber. It was a new technology back then. Yeah. And when you're on the cusp of a new technology, you can make some money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and his life was going great until the economic downturn in 1898. Okay. And this is where his life just starts to snowball downhill. Okay. Because now um, he's lost his job. Mm-hmm. Um, and two years later, he lost his mother and grandfather in the same month. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I'm wondering where his, where his turn's going, where his story's going to take him, because <laughs> so far he sounds like, I mean, he's an alcoholic, right, but the, but pa- the picture you're painting plumber. is he's a plumber, he's, he might drink too much, but he's still, you know, living his life. Yeah. Being okay, you know. Yeah, he's so able. Far. Now yeah. he's lost his mother, he's lost his grandfather. And his job. Oh, he lost his job. Okay, so now he's down and out. Yeah. Okay. Um. Right. So after he lost his mom in early August and then his grandpa later in August. So in the same month. Yeah. That's, that's so a like one-two punch right there. Yeah, exactly. And he um was kind of close to both of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Huh. Yeah, which is really rough when you lose two of the people who've basically well, yeah. raised you mm-hmm. in the same month. Yeah. Um, so after his grandfather's death, he left Maine and began to drift around the eastern United States where he got a job working as a lead miner and... Um, lead miner. And also he was still a plumber. So, so he plumbing. was a miner, which is dangerous. Yeah. And he mined lead, which yeah. is dangerous in its own right mm-hmm. so this guy wow okay yeah yeah i'm gonna say some lead poisoning might have entered in um, he life. actually did get tuberculosis from working in the mines mm. um yeah which was the big thing back then yeah, yeah it was common, common. common back then right yeah it killed a lot of people back then yeah um so yeah minor plumber but he wasn't able to hold very many jobs because he was an alcoholic. Mm. Um, so he eventually made his way up to Kansas where he worked as a plumber in Cherryvale. Wait a minute. Cherryvale, Kansas. Yeah. We've been to Cherryvale, Kansas on this show. Oh, we have. Remember uh, the, uh, gosh. Benders? Yeah. 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 The Benders. Remember? They were from Cherryville, Kansas. They were. This Wait a minute. Is this a surprise or did you know this? I You forgot, forgot about Cherryville? About Cherryville. Dang. So I wonder, okay, what year is this? Um. Around what time? 1905. I don't know. It's after it's the Benders. After, thing. yeah. Okay. Um, 
So he worked as a plumber in Cherryvale, which okay. we've visited before. Cherryvale is the epicenter of things. <laughs> things. Of things. I still don't know how this guy's going to go. So maybe he just leads an interesting true crime life. You know, or it could go pretty bad. We'll see. I mean, it's we'll not see. really interesting. But what happened, you'll just... If it's not like, interesting, why did you choose a story, Hannah? Well, his crimes aren't very interesting. <laughs> okay. But what happened to him is very interesting. Okay. I think it's interesting that he has crossed into Cherryvale again. So we're... Yeah. Cherryvale, it's like, uh, what was the town in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I've never Sunny, watched Sunnydale? That. Sunnydale? I want to say. You haven't watched Buffy? No. Like the show. Female no. Empowerment? You should get into that. Anyway. Okay. Um, um, I think it's Sunnydale. Anyway, that was where the hell of mouth was, and bad things just happened in that town. Maybe Cherry Vale is the real world's version. Maybe. Sorry but that's a big leap. I mean, only yeah. two people. I mean... I know. <laughs> Never mind. If you live in Cherryvale, I apologize. Thank it's you. probably a fantastic place to Maybe be. Maybe we'll come visit sometime. <laughs> yeah. It's probably fantastic. And yeah. it's just a coincidence that these two people have been Yeah, there. I'm sure it's a fine place to live now. Yeah. Yeah. Um we'll have to we'll have to uh, see if we can go through there one day. Yeah. Visit. So, he was a plumber in Cherryvale and then he moved around a lot. He was um transient okay um so he left cherryville and moved to lola kansas so nothing bad happened in cherryville no. but he's still in kansas yeah okay um he, he moved to lola where he was arrested for public intoxication in 1905 because he's an alcoholic yeah mm-hmm. um and after that he moved to web city missouri down in missouri Okay. Yeah. And then two years later, in 1907, he joined the United States Army and was assigned... He went back to Kansas because he was assigned to Fort Leavenworth. 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 My gosh! (laughs) You are so green. You're a greenhorn, kid. Fort Leavenworth. All right. Leavenworth. 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 It's Leavenworth. You were trying to you trying to put a very sophisticated term on, on this Fort Leavenworth. It's Leavenworth. 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 Okay. Oh, yep. kind of like Lebanon, Tennessee. I guess. I don't <laughs> really? know okay. Um. So yeah, he was back in Kansas. Um. And he was a machine gun operator, wow. and he they trained him to use nitroglycerin. Wow. Well, hopefully this helped his alcoholism. I mean, they don't tolerate that sort of thing on the job. Right. Mm -hmm. I'd be kind of dangerous to be um, operating a machine gun and have uh, access to explosives if you are an alcoholic. Right. Uh, Yeah. But it's still, it's like really dangerous to be a lead miner when you're drinking that much. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, if you really think about it, it's a, really the fact that he lived as long as he did was quite something. Because yeah. Of all the, the, all the things he did in his <laughs> life that people had no idea were bad for you. Right. I think exactly. they were trying. Some people were trying to figure, kind of figuring it out at that time. But 
A lot of yeah, people were but trying to... on top of that, he's drunk right. and he's doing all of this. Right. But so now he's in the army. He's yeah. with machine guns. He's got nitroglycerin experience. Yeah. So this could be a recipe for disaster. <laughs> okay. Um. So he was actually honorably discharged from the quartermaster. Dishonorably discharged. Honorably. Honorably discharged. discharged. Okay. From the quartermaster corps on November seventh of nineteen. Core. Core. My God. I. This is. You're killing me here. Well, you know, say it like you spell it. <laughs> That's true. You are just saying it like it's spelled. But it's the core. Yeah. Okay, core. Yeah. Um, so he was discharged on November 7th of 1910, which was three years after he joined. Wow. Wow. Yeah. A little, I That's think. That's interesting. I think That's it was a little soon. Yeah. I don't but know. But it was honorable, so. Right. It's not like they found out he was drinking. Yeah. Um, so. Interesting. Yeah. So this is where he really starts to do some things um, after. So after he was discharged, he traveled 56 miles north to St. Joseph, Kansas, where he met with an army friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And on November 19th, just 12 days later, um, after they had met, uh, McCurdy and his friend were arrested for the possession of burglary paraphernalia. Burglary paraphernalia. Yeah, which is things like... Like a hammer, some rope, gloves. (laughs) Wait till you hear what they had. Okay. They had chisels, hacksaws, funnels for nitroglycerin, Mm. gunpowder, and money sacks. And money sacks. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, uh, sacks with big dollar signs on them. I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. You could just see them tiptoeing <laughs> around with their money bags and their no, hacksaws and stuff. And some cop stops them and they're like, what are you doing with all those uh, money sacks? Yeah, we're having a picnic. Yeah. <laughs> Wait until you hear what they told them. The judge. Okay. Um, they told the judge that the tools weren't intended for burglary purposes. Oh. But instead, they were tools they needed to work on a foot-operated machine gun that they were inventing. Uh-huh. Nitroglycerin. Yep. Explosive gun powder. Uh-huh. Uh, hacksaws, chisels, and money sacks. Yeah. All the things you need to make a foot-operated machine, machine gun. gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what the judge said to this. Well, they were found not guilty and released. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course they were. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I would like to say being a judge, I'm sure, is very difficult, but uh, sometimes you are wrong. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, sometimes those judges are wrong. Just dead wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, they're found not guilty um, and released from the county jail. Okay. And after this, he began, McCurdy began his short-lived and very unsuccessful, if I might add, career as a bank and train robber. <gasps> what? He was actually robbing things? Who would have thought? <laughs> Color me surprised. <laughs> I know. 
Oh my gosh. And I wonder if the word ever got back to that judge. Judge. Yeah. They're like, hey, this guy actually is a robber, and you have the ability to put him away for a little while. <laughs> yeah. You know, this guy, he robbed a bank. <gasps> what? What? I wonder what happened to the machine gun. He was right? going to invent. <laughs> okay. Um, so, he, <coughs> um, so, yeah, on March, in March of 1911, uh, McCurdy again moved to um, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Um, I can't say this. Can I see it? Yeah, it's the one that starts with an L. Len... Where do you say it? Lenapa. Lenapa, Oklahoma. Sorry to all the people who live in Lenapa, Lenapa. Oklahoma. Um, so yeah, uh, he moved to Oklahoma where he met three other men and decided to rob the Iron Mountain, Missouri Pacific train. Okay, so yeah, he's still a train robber. Yeah, so they heard that one of the cars had a safe that contained upwards of $4,000 in it. Mm-hmm. Um... Big chunk of change yeah. in that day. And they were Still able to stop of uh, the train and locate the safe. Okay. And then McCurdy used the nitroglycerin on the safe store to open it, but he used too much and the safe was destroyed. And so was the majority of the money. <laughs> um, but they did manage to get $450 in silver coins, but most of them were melted to and fused to the safe's frame. Oh, jeez. Because too much. Oh, my gosh. He must uh, use a lot. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, in September, he took a little break um, from this, probably to refine his skills a little bit. Okay. Um, so, in September of 1911, he and, again, he had two other men with him. Uh-huh. And they robbed the Citizens Bank in Chattanooga, Kansas. Chattanooga, Kansas? Yeah. Or Tennessee. It says Kansas. There's Chattanooga, right? Nope. Chautauqua. Oh my god, that's not even close to Chattanooga. Public school has failed you, and so have I. I apologize. (laughs) <laughs> I just can't say difficult words. Well, sound it out, kid. Chautauqua. Okay, Ch- Chautauqua, Kansas. Yeah, okay. Chattanooga, Chattanooga. is in Tennessee. Um, Chautauqua is in Kansas. Yeah, okay. Chautauqua, Kansas. Oh, my apparently. God. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, after spending two hours breaking through the bank wall with a hammer, okay. <laughs> why didn't they use... Explosives. Nitroglycerin. Well, because the last time he did, he totally screwed up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I guess. But they spent two hours trying to hammer through the bank wall. Um, so they got into the bank wall. To the vault. Yeah. Uh-huh. To the vault. Um, so he again placed the nitroglycerin charge around the door of the bank's vault. And the blast blew the vault door um, through the bank and destroying the interior. Wow. Dang, you used a lot then. I know. I would say. 
But it didn't damage the safe inside of the vault. Where's he getting the nitroglycerin from? That's true. I don't know where he's getting it. Huh, I wonder. But that's a lot. Yeah. That you have to do have in order to blow the vault door. I would through think so. Interior of the bank. Wow. Unless it's like you don't have to have a lot. It's just really powerful. I mean, it's powerful. I don't know. I don't know how much you would have to have, but. He keeps on using way too much. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Makes you think about when he was in the army. Was he? Was that the reason he was discharged? <laughs> yeah, he kept on using too much. Listen, you're, you're like, destroying too many uh, tent, uh, jeeps and they you know, didn't have too much of our equipment. You yeah. need to leave. He's like, you're you're doing good. Listen, you're destroying a lot of army bases, <laughs> yeah. but it's just a little too There much. is a wake of destruction wherever you go, and we would just appreciate it if you left us. <laughs> yes. Um, he tried to actually use nitroglycerin to blow the safe door open, but the charge didn't ignite. Um, and the lookout man got scared and he ran mm. off. And, um, so they were like, okay, well, they were like, we can't do this. And it's just like, everything's going wrong. So they stole about $150 worth of coins that were in a tray outside of the safe. And they fled. Jeez. Like I said, very unsuccessful robberies. Yeah, with a lot of explosives. I know. (laughs) Okay. I can you imagine him trying to like he like walks into a bar and they're like, Oh hey Elmer and they're like hi and he's talking, he's like, Look, I I I have explosives. I just need two people to come with me. There's all this money. He's like really talking it up and they get there and he's like, Well to Elmer, you've done gone and melt, melted all the silver to the safe. Yeah. Gee, thanks, Elmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alright, so what happened next? Um they act later that night they hopped onto a train which took them to the Kansas border. Um where they split up and Mercury made his way uh to the ranch of a friend named okay. Charlie. Um in Bartsville, Oklahoma. Okay. Bartlesville. Okay. Oh, Bartlesville. That? Bartlesville. That it's sounds Bartlesville. right. That sounds right. Um. <laughs> so McCurdy's final robbery took place on October fourth of nineteen eleven. Wait a minute! I'm just gonna go out of limb here and predict. He blew himself up. <laughs> now I'm just gonna say I don't know. Maybe he didn't. But uh, with his his track record with explosives and. The misuse, he blows himself up. <laughs> so let's well, see. I guess we'll just have to see. Yes. Um. Okay, you're gonna have to say this one for me again. O- Chautauqua. No. Oh. It's in Oklahoma, though. It's Okessa. O- Okessa. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. that's right. Yeah. Okessa, um, Oklahoma. So, that's where this last robbery takes place. Okay. Um. 1911, like I said. Um, so he and two other accomplices tried to rob, or planned to rob a KD train after hearing it contained 
$400,000 in cash. Wow. wow. That was intended as royal payment to the Assage nation. Assage. O-S-A-G-E. Oh, uh, Osage. Osage. Right. Kind of, oh, like the Osage Trail. So they were going to, those are native peoples. They were actually going to pay that money to them? That's wow. what I said in my research. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. $400,000. That's a Back lot Back then is a big chunk of change. Yeah. I'd like to know the story behind that and where the money actually went. Well. Hopefully it went where it needed to. But anyway, go, go, um, go ahead. So, McCurdy and the men mistakenly stopped a passenger train instead. Oh. <laughs> um, so, they actually didn't get to the $400,000. Okay. Um, Sounds about and right. And they were only able to steal $46 from the mail clerk. Oh, jeez. Uh, and two cans of whiskey, an automatic revolver, a coat, and the train conductor's watch. Of course. <laughs> yep. Yep. This, this guy, guy is terrible. Has the worst luck imaginable. I don't think it's luck. I just think he's terrible. He's terrible. He's at really. It. He just yeah. Not good. At yeah, he's not. Things. He's not a good bank robber or train robber. Train robber. No. Yeah. His so, but why was attempt. this his last? Um. Well, hold on. Do you okay. want to hear the newspapers? utter roast <laughs> yes i do um so uh oh what happened a what newspaper called it one of the smallest um train robberies in history nice smallest <laughs> one of the most inconsequential one of the smallest train robberies in the history of train, train robberies <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. i'm sure he loved to hear that <laughs> i know he's like what reading the paper and he he opens he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah Dang it. <laughs> I know. Okay. So, he, McCurdy was really, uh, like, disappointed with the $46 that he got. No, you don't say. He was going for 400000 he got 46 Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's yeah. oof. Yeah. So, he returned to um, Charlie's ranch on October 6th. Where he began drinking the two jugs of whiskey that he stole. It wasn't really whiskey. No, it was whiskey. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for this to turn here. Okay, go ahead. Um, so he stayed up drinking with some of the ranch hands uh -huh. before going to sleep in the hayloft in the um, early hours of the morning. Uh-huh. But he actually had been implicated in... Um, for the, his robberies, and there was a two hundred or a two thousand dollar reward for his capture. Okay. So he did have a, a bounty on his yeah, head. Yeah, bounty on his head. Uh huh. And around the same time, um, or actually on October seventh, in the early morning hours of the seventh, um, a posse of sheriffs, brothers Rob and Stringer Fenton. And Dick Wallace tracked McCurdy to the hay shed using bloodhounds. Uh-huh. Which, I feel like he had this coming. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> There's followers. I understand he didn't ever steal much. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, um, I think the bounty on his head was more than he ever actually stole. Yeah. Right? It's not. Yeah. If I'm right, I, I think so. Okay. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the posse of the sh- the posse of sheriffs surrounded the hay shed and waited for the sun to come up. Um. And in an interview for the Daily Examiner, Sheriff Bob Fenton recalled the events of the seventh. Okay. So, um, it began just about 7 o'clock. We were standing around waiting for him to come out when the first shot was fired at me. It missed me, and he then turned his attention to my brother, Stringer Fenton. He shot three times at Stringer, and when my brother got undercover, he turned his attention to Dick Wallace. He kept shooting at us for about an hour. We fired back every time we could. We do not know who killed him. We found one of the jugs of whiskey, which... Was taken from the train. It was about empty. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got. Well, he's alcoholic. Plus, he. He had. He didn't get anything. Right. <laughs> so he's drinking his sorrows away. Okay. Yeah. So McCurdy was killed by one single gunshot wound to the chest, um, which he sustained while lying down. <laughs> yeah. So his. This is where things take a turn. <laughs> Another turn? The guy's dead. Just wait. Okay. All right. Um, his body was taken to a funeral home in... Oh, gosh. <laughs> Pahashka? Okay, Kansas. And now Oklahoma. Pa- Pahus- Pahuska. Pahuska. I'm guessing. I, we are butchering all of these. <laughs> yes. I could be 100% wrong, too. Um, so... I give you a hard time. I could be off, too. Okay. They transferred him to this funeral home, but no one claimed the body. Okay. Is so, that the turn you were talking about? No. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> no one claimed his body. No one showed up. Okay. No. So when no one claimed McCurdy's body, the funeral home's undertaker embalmed it and put it on display for visitors who were willing to put a nickel in McCurdy's mouth. Wow. Yeah. So he just became like a sideshow attraction. Just me. Just <laughs> oh, me. gosh. Five years later, um, a couple of carnival owners wanted to, um, were, they were interested in taking the body from the funeral right. undertaker. But um, the undertaker wasn't willing to sell the body. Okay. But the carnival owners thought that maybe if they said they were Elmer Mercury's relatives, they would, the funeral undertaker would give them the body. Uh-huh. So they went to the funeral home and claimed to be his brothers. Okay. And the undertaker believed them um, and allowed them to take the body, thinking that they were going to bury him and stuff right. and give him a nice rest uh-huh. instead of having. Coins, coins put in his mouth. Uh-huh. Um, but unfortunately, the carnival owners displayed the body throughout the United States as a bandit who wouldn't give up. Okay. <laughs> um, so over the next several decades, the body got um, transferred around to different people who wanted profit from it. Right, put it on display. Yeah, but many of them weren't aware that it was actually a real person. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Um, so it actually showed up in an amusement park near Mount Rushmore. Really? Yeah. That it went to the Hollywood Wax Museum and several haunted houses. And that most people thought it was fake, I'm guessing. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Um, So eventually it made its way to the New Pike Amusement Park. Um, And they just assumed it was fake. Right. Uh, Until a camera crew for the $6 million man was in the park funhouse. Okay. Um, This guy, this poor, poor guy... Uh, went to prepare the set for a scene when he needed to move what he thought was a hanging mannequin. Okay. Uh, when he moved it, one of the arms broke off, and to his shock, he saw the arm contained a real uh, human bone. And he had broken the arm of an actual corpse. Wow. <laughs> that poor guy, that guy has had a rough day. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, can you imagine thinking you're just moving a mannequin and then his arm just falls off? I mean, he was already in a horror uh, fun house, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's not a good day. That's not a good no. day. Yeah. Um, so when they found the body was real, um, again, this is in 1976. Okay. So... Um, the police identified it as being McCurdy's corpse and had buried um, at Summit View Cemetery in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, So they finally buried him. Yeah, which effectively put an end to his use um, of money. (laughs) He made more money. money. Dead. He made more money dead than he ever did did alive. alive. Yeah. Wow. That, That poor, poor failed train robber i guess yeah I mean, can you imagine <laughs> i mean seriously he is wow he paid a price i mean he's dead so i guess he didn't pay the price but his body paid the price i know <laughs> wow yeah that is a story i that i like that story yeah, because there it's wasn't a whole lot of so gore. Weird. Yeah. It, was, it was weird. Like, <laughs> I did not see I don't it coming. Think... I think I might have heard his name before because of that, but I don't. I didn't quite remember that story, and that that was a good story. Yeah. So I was watching Drunk History on the plane, and I like they were telling the story. I was like, okay, wait, no. Like when they got to the part um, about the body, I was like, okay, no, you're just drunk. There's no way that's real. Uh-huh. But when I got off the plane into the hotel where I had Wi-Fi, I looked it up and I was like, "I'll be darned." <laughs> that is, That's, that is that true. Is true. Truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah, and, and I, was, I wonder when people forgot it was a real body. Like at what point through his travels did they just be like? Because the two people that took him from the funeral home, they, they knew, knew it was a real body. And then when they sold it, did they? Like, sell it as just a fake thing right you know or whoever bought it did they know I, it's interesting but then they're like no one's gonna want this real body yeah Maybe well at some like... point you know along the way they're just like well this is an interesting prop and then right yeah maybe it's like after the carnival because they're like no one's gonna want this dead body and it's not bringing in any money uh-huh. so we'll just say it's a prop 
Yeah. And sell it to amusement parks to use. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Interesting story. Well, that was a good one, Hannah. Thank Very you. Very good. I like that was that was an interesting story. Yeah. Very interesting. Very a lot of turns. I do like drunk history. They they're funny. I know. I my goal is to be on drunk history. One Who's the woman that's on there that's from Criminal Minds? The actress. Um. God, what is her name? Which color hair does she have? She's black. She's like the lead. The the one that runs. You told me she runs the 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 whole department on the show. Oh. Did she recently? Did I just recently tell you? She left. Everybody thinks she's dead or something. Oh yeah. Uh. Paid. Paget Brewster. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, Paget Brewster. Yeah. So, um. She's on there. I think she's very funny. I think she's a history buff too, I believe. So mm. anyway, yeah, she's funny. They're all funny. I think they all do a good job on I know. Show. And listen, listen. Georgia Hardstark has been on an episode of Drunk History. I saw that one. Was it Georgia or was it Karen? I'm pretty sure it was Georgia. Georgia. I think it was Georgia. So maybe someday I can make it on to Drunk History. No. 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 Not not at all. No. no. Okay. No. I will, I will not allow it. <laughs> Maybe it's funny to watch, not to be on the show. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, did you start listening to any new podcasts while I was away? So, new podcasts. I do a lot of news podcasts. Mm. Uh, the Daily from the New York Times is a great podcast, to be honest. Yeah. Um, NPR has uh, Up Ooh, First. I love NPR. Um, let's see. But I don't know if I listen to any new podcasts. There's that one from Mike Rowe. What, was it, what is that called? Oh, it's like the... I think I've talked about it on, yeah. the, on our podcast I before. But, feel like you have. Um, but new, The Moth... Oh, the moth is that's really a good, good one. Uh, Snap judgment. Have you heard of that one? I have. Oh, not. so good, so good. Why Snap listen judgment. to Snap judgment? It's people telling their stories of their lives, or it's not just the people, but it can also be uh, reporters and 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 whatnot. But it's, that's a good one. I suggest yeah. that one. Um, I had a lot of time, so I just watched Spitting Chicklets, which is good. Well, thanks. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? We want to thank, thank you, you for so listening to for this listening show. To uh, um, thank you for coming back. Sorry for the um, for the hiatus. Hiatus. Um, we're glad you're back with us. Yes. And, and just remember, if you've made your way onto the show, it means you've you done, done been, been marked. marked.